Hey, you're listening to the Indie Music Diaries. Casual conversations with real musicians. Whether you're a singer-songwriter playing in pubs, a drummer from an up-and-coming metal band, or just making beats in your bedroom, the Indie Music Diaries is for you. Documenting the rise of the working musician, these conversations are designed to inform, educate, and entertain, while celebrating the diversity among creative artists. Each story is unique, and every journey is different. Hosted by Australian solo artist Atlas Eyes, this is the Indie Music Diaries. We did it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. It's here right now. Bedroom Disco is out now. It just came out last Friday. My brand new single. It's fun. It's upbeat. It's summery. Thanks so much to everyone who's given it a stream so far. I appreciate it so much. If you want to give the track a listen, you know where to find it. Get into your streaming platform of choice, search up Atlas Size, and you'll find it there. I'll also have it linked down in the description below wherever you listen to this podcast. So you can go ahead and give it a stream. I appreciate the support and the list so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But this is good timing for this podcast because we're talking to the man who both produced and mixed Bedroom Disco, as well as my first track, one we're talking at the time. His name is Owen Butterworth, and he operates out of the Grove Studios here on the Central Coast of New South Wales, Australia. And not only did he produce these tracks for me, but he's also from the band Glide. And those people that listened to the podcast two weeks ago will know that we had Tom from the band Glide um, as our last podcast guest here on the Indie Music Diaries. So we're completing sort of the full circle there with the band Glide, getting both members on. And um, it's an exciting time for them to actually Glide, fellow Central Coast band. Um, they recently released the EP and it is really good. So make sure you go get, go ahead and give that a stream. So yeah, with Owen, we dive into, it's a little bit of a sneak peek behind the scenes as to how these tracks were made. Bedroom Disco, why aren't we talking the time? Um, and I talk, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but when it comes to being a solo artist, um, even in any creative field, being an individual, it's almost impossible to do everything on your own. Um, collaboration is so, so important. And I've learned that already in my first year of doing Atlas Eyes. And Owen was a prime example of someone who just like, who I clicked with straight away. Um, I sent him my demos early this year. He got the vibe straight away. He was on the same wavelength. And the process in the studio, in the studio was so easy. And uh, yeah, we dive into that in this episode, explain sort of what that process was like, smashing out these songs just over the course of, of a few days in the studio. Um, it was a lot of fun. We recorded both songs back in July. So hope you enjoyed that little bit of a sneak peek. And he also talks about how he got into production, his journey there, um, and also his experience with his original music with the band Glide. So hope you enjoy this chat for any budding producers out there Owen um, is a very very talented man and I appreciate his work on my music before we jump into the episode we're going to do my song recommendation of the week um, this is happening every single week where I recommend a sneaky little tune that I've been vibing to this week it's going to be Warm Animal by Shaw Shaw go give it a stream really really cool track you can find that on the Indie Music Diaries playlist which is a play created on Spotify houses all the music from the podcast guests as well as my little song recommendation um and lastly if you don't know this is a new thing because the first episode aired just last week any music diaries is now a weekly podcast every other monday now you're going to get an episode with me and my friend lena we're talking about random topics relating to creative people 
In our first episode, we talked about scheduling your week and planning and what that looks like for creatives, different methods of planning. Um, so we dived into that in that episode and um, there's a slightly shorter episodes. So there'll be between maybe like 20 and half an hour. So, um, you know, enough time for you to listen to, you know, maybe on a commute, if you're going out for a run, smash out a podcast. But um, yeah, it's very exciting. So Enemies Dose, every single Monday, that's the podcast day. You can listen on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere else. Let's jump into the episode now, though. It's Atlas Eyes with his producer, friend, and uh, the man himself, Owen Butterworth, right here on the Indie Music Diaries. Enjoy. All right, on Indie Music Diaries today, right here, right now, we're talking to the other half of the band, Glide. We recently had Tom Josephs on, but we've got, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the other half of Glide. His name's Owen Butterworth, and he joins me right now in the Indie Music Diaries. How's it going, man? G'day, mate. How are you? I'm very well, very, very well. And um, it's exciting sort of getting, completing the full circle, the full Glide circle, if you will. And uh, <laughs> getting, uh, like, completing, com- com- completing the band, filling out the band. I mean, it's only, there's only two of you. Um, but uh, there you go. But it's, it's, it's really, really, uh, really, really keen to have you on and, um, for other reasons as well as we'll dive into because uh i have mentioned it i mentioned it in tom's episode that, that you have worked on my material as well mm. um so the, the, there'll be plenty to dive into in this episode um but let's let's first of all launch into sort of how you got into music in the first place um yeah tell people about that um i think a pretty big part of me uh doing music as a job and obviously playing in a band and stuff as well would probably to do with my dad to be honest my dad's a big uh he doesn't play any instruments but he's a massive music guy himself listens to like heaps and heaps of stuff and i just uh for as long as i can remember I, like you know being around my dad he would always be playing music whether it be you know on on the home stereo system or you know putting on record mm. or yeah so dad always sort of had music on around the house and was showing me stuff from a pretty young age and um I, he the mum and dad got me a guitar for for Christmas when I was, I think like seven or eight, um, I actually wanted guitar hero and they got me a guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, no, I guess this is, this is better. This is definitely better. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, sort of, um, did guitar lessons for a little bit. I, I was doing actually doing guitar lessons with a guy in Gosford and it kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like he had a home studio set up. And it got to the point where I did like, I remember like I did five or six lessons. Guitar lessons were like us making shit songs in a garage band. And I thought that was sick in his like little backyard studio. Um, and then, uh, yeah, did, did the music thing in high school. That's where Tom and I met. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we did all, all of our music assessment tasks and stuff together and played a bit outside of that. And then um, after high school, we decided we'd, we'd keep making music together and, uh, glide was our way of doing that hmm. yeah yeah no, that's, that's that's awesome and uh so you've sort of come to this point now and music it sounds like has been there from a young age which is which is cool it, it is interesting sort of hearing uh, how it comes in at different points in people's lives like I, I think i picked up a guitar at like 12 years old which is maybe a little bit later on than maybe some people but um yeah coming in so obviously met tom in high school and and forming glide and and we covered glide um pretty in depth with tom last week um and it's it's really so exciting seeing what you guys are doing now and as i mentioned in tom's episode we we had you guys on twice actually on my other podcast the young people podcast and that was cool because we had you in 
last year, like the middle of last year for memory yeah. um, or towards the end of last year. Yeah. Something like that. And then we had you in like, uh, like mid this year as well. So it was cool sort of like seeing that progression and you guys sort of like almost hit the refresh button a little bit um, coming into 2020. Yeah. And there's some really like crisp music being made right now. I gushed about it a little bit to Tom um, in, in, in the previous episode. Um, but uh, what's, what's your sort of, uh, what's your view on, on where Glide's heading at the moment? It's really exciting. The music that's, that you guys are making, you're in this exciting month where you're releasing all this new music. Um, yeah, what's your take on uh, how Glide is going at the moment? Um, I, th- I think it's going pretty well. I, I think, you know, you mentioned Tom and I sort of hit, hit the reset, hit the refresh. And I think we, we've started, like, as I mentioned, we, we made music together in high school and, and kept doing that. I think it took us a minute to sort of figure out what uh, we wanted our music to sound like or what we wanted to be as a, as a band or as musicians or people who create music, I suppose. So, you know, we started off, we did that thing where, you know, you make a song and I was studying at uni, so I mixed the song and, um, <laughs> and you know, we'd, we'd done that. So we were like, oh shit, well, let's release it. And, you know, maybe... I, well, I think definitely in retrospect, we, we pulled the trigger too early there, but um, you know, moving forward now, we both sort of have a, a better understanding of what we want to be as, as artists, as, as a band. Um, and yeah, so it's, we've sort of established that vision a lot, a lot clearer for the both of us. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I love like the honesty and like transparency that you guys have sort of had towards it where like you've admitted that maybe this material that you're making, as you mentioned, you like, you sort of jumped the gun maybe on that earlier stuff and you were like willing to sort of scrap that and move on to something not, maybe not in a new direction, but maybe just taking yourselves a bit more seriously and, 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 and pushing forward and with some really, really exciting music, as I mentioned. So um, let's dive into that music now. We've got a cool catalog that's being built um, for now came out this year. Mystery blue came out. And then the most recent track from the time of this recording is still don't know your name in a couple hours from the, t- we're recording this on the 19th of November, Thursday in a couple hours, midnight. Um, the next single will be out as well. Don't wait. Mm. And, um, and then the following week, I mean, this might all be out by the time the podcast is out. We'll see. Um, we're recording this early in advance, but the EP is coming out as well. Um, I spoke to Tom about how it's got a very like Empire of the Sun feel. I love like the singer songwriter vibe that's underneath, but there's all this like lush production. Um, and we talked about sort of the duality between you two guys. Tom's more like the songwriter and you will be like taken to you and you'll flesh it out, maybe add some things. Um, yeah. What's your role with these songs? Do you have any, do you, do you like write any parts with these songs? Like, yeah. How's that work? Um, I, I don't write like the chords or the, or, or the melodies or anything. I, I'll write like additional tiny little bits that'll uh, almost just like production caveats, I suppose, mm. not, you know, the extra synth lines or extra guitar lines or something. They're never like, they're never the meat and bones of the, mm. of the recording. That's, that's all Tom, which I, I like personally because it, it always allows Tom, I think to sort of take a step back from the song and like, because by the time he gives me a song, sometimes it's either just him playing it on an acoustic guitar to me, or sometimes he'll give me like a full demo. And the times that it's a full demo, I often like jump into his Ableton session or we bring it into my Pro Tools session and I, I, I tear it apart. Um, and then he's like, whoa, like what's, 
what's going on now. And I'm like, well, this is, this is how I'm hearing it. And sometimes he'll be like, no, nah, let's change X, Y, Z. Or sometimes he'll be like, yep, this is great. Let's, let's push on in this direction. And then the times when he comes to me just playing his acoustic guitar, I'll go, yeah, okay, sick. And then we'll, you know, we'll build, we'll build the whole song from, from that. We'll lay down a guitar or we'll lay down whatever's going to be that first instrument of vocal over the top. And then we'll continue to build the rest of the song from there. Yeah. Interesting. And it, it, it seems like this, you've, you've got a pretty good relationship and in, in like just creatively the way that he can bring the, like your vision seems to intertwine really, really well. And is, is there actually, is there ever any times where those visions maybe clash a little bit where you, maybe there's been a time where like he's brought a song, he's brought a song to, to you, like a potential glide song and that you've maybe taken it in a certain direction production wise that he maybe is not keen, not keen on like, yeah. What has there any, ever been any moments like that? No, I have. I, I, sometimes those moments happen uh, when I'm producing music outside of glide um, for other artists, but Tom and I, as I mentioned before, we're sort of sculpting a pretty uh, clear vision of what we want to sound like. So I think us forming that together, we're always heading in the right direction. Like, you know, you know ballpark, we're going in the same place. So good. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about this EP. Um, which um, I believe Tom tell, told me that, uh, so Mystery Blue, still don't know your name, are on it. For Now is not on it, I believe. No. Um, but yeah, so there'll be Don't Wait and is there a couple, I think there's a couple others, is that right? Yeah, so there's Mystery Blue, uh, Don't Wait, November, Still Don't Know Your Name and a song called Lights. Exciting, exciting. Um, with what was what was the process like of like creating this EP? Was it was it been something that's been in the works for a while, um, or is this something that has sort of just gradually come together maybe over the past twelve months or a couple of years? Who knows? But um, yeah, is it has it been in the works for a while? Yeah, I mean, Tom and I have always wanted to release a, a body of music, so one one sort of thing. Um, this this isn't this is, I'd say this is more of a collection of songs as opposed to like you know. We, we sat down and we wrote an EP or, you know, it's not, it's not that really. It's Mystery Blue. I mixed that. Uh, the final mix of that happened like, dude, it would have been like December last year, mm. I think. Cause I would, I've, I'd finished it at uni. So it was like one of my last things that I mixed at uni. Um, and then uh, Lights is pretty recent. November has been kicking around for a little while. I th- would, yeah. Uh, still don't know your name's been kicking around for a fair while. Um, and don't wait is, is relatively recent as well, but mm. they're all sort of within the past 12 months. The songs have existed some, some sooner, some, the oldest one I think is mystery blue. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you guys have a deal like with them, with them being dragged out for a long time? I mean, I know for me, I've, I've got songs that I've been working on for what feels like, like five, six, seven years. Mm. Um, sort of just demos that I keep wanting to get right. I like want to get it right before I take it to the next step or if I release it or something. Um, Do you guys deal with that much being a perfectionist, especially you in the role of production and um, being a producer? How do you cope with being a perfectionist? Because sometimes people struggle to like put down, put down the mouse and keyboard, I guess. Um, Stop stop editing things and, and tweaking things. Yeah. What, do you, how do you draw that line? Um, I think for me, it's like, I'll feel myself, my brain, my ears getting like cooked 
And it's at that point that I'll take, you know, five, 10 minutes, make a cup of tea, make a cup of coffee, go for a walk around. And then I'll come back and I might do something completely different for like an hour. Like I might send some emails. I might work on like another mix. I might, you know, do something around the property here at work. Um, and then, you know, I'll come back and I'll listen to it and I'll be like, who am I kidding? Like it doesn't need anything else. Or I'll be like, Oh wait, I should go like and add 10 more things or, you know, Mm. so it's for me, it's normally like I'll cook myself out and then I'll, I'll figure it out again. Yeah. I I think that's a good way to do it too. That like, you know, if you feel like it's missing something, I guess it's very easy just to sort of like sit at the desk and like sit, like just rack your brain for those ideas. But I'm the same, actually. I I, like, for me, I just, I do like a whole lot of walking and running and that's like, that's honestly part of my songwriting process now. But like Mm. if ideas aren't flowing or anything, I'll just like go for a run or something and just to distract myself and, you know, get my body moving again. And and that seems to help a lot. So I remember when we, I finished the mixes for um, bedroom disco and uh, why aren't we talking all the time? You, yeah. Your email said, sounds great, mate. Went for a run. They sound awesome. I was like, <laughs> I was like sick. So good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I think I do remember doing that. Yeah. That actually there was multiple times where I'd go for runs. That was like, I, I would go for runs just to listen to the, just to listen to the mixes. Like I don't think I ever listened to one of those mixes while I was not on a run, maybe in the car or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's sad. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, that'll sort of nicely segue us into into the into the next half of I guess of this podcast chat because as I touched on before, Owen has produced um, my debut single "Why Aren't We Talking All the Time" and "Bedroom Disco," which will be out by the time this podcast release. "Bedroom Disco" is available to stream everywhere right now. Um, and Owen worked on these tracks, um, which was very kind of him. Um, to do and uh let's let's dive into that that'll, that'll be cool to to jump into maybe give people a bit of a sneak peek of, about the behind the scenes process which i always find interesting hearing other artists talking about the making of their tracks but though we went to the studio in july mm. this year to smash out those two tracks um did it in three days um when i sent you those original rough demos which were pretty rough i mean i'm not i'm not nothing of a you know, mix engineer myself. Um, what what was your overall mood going into the going into the studio with those two demos that I sent you? Uh, I was really excited to be honest because um, you said the demos were rough. I mean, sonically, sure they were rough, but they were they were definitely songs. Like there was everything was there, um, mm. and it was just a matter of you know. I don't think for either of those two songs we moved we moved structures or or anything. It was just like you know let's let's record these songs that you've written and then let's add, you know, little tiny bits of, of flavor and get all the tones right and get it, get it smashing, get it sounding great. Mm. That's, that's, that's good to hear. That's uh, reassuring. To hear. <laughs> but um, no, it, 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 I think, I think I've put you in my brain as like early on as one of the potential people to work with in the studio. Um, and it's, and it, it's a big deal. It's a, it's something that I've talked about a lot on the podcast. Um, about collaborating with other creatives and not just in terms of production and creating music, but also photographers, graphic designers. It's a big thing when you, when you're creative, when you, when you're a creative artist, especially a solo artist, um, it's all about finding the right people to collaborate with and people that are on your wavelength. And I th- it was really, really good when we went into the studio, cause I think we we're on that same wavelength and it, everything, the whole process seemed really easy um, to me, at least we, we, I feel like we just flew by um but it's it's interesting when coke how how do you go about like 
you obviously um, work as a producer. I'm not sure if we mentioned that, but you work, you work as a producer, mix engineer, all that um, at the Grove Studios um, here on the Central Coast, Summersby. How, how do you deal with clashing with people? I think we touched on it a little bit, but clashing with, yeah, as you mentioned before, artists that maybe have a different sort of vision um, that maybe aren't on the same wavelengths. Do you just sort of sit back and just, you know, just do your job or yeah. How do you um, communicate with them? It's kind of, um, it's, it's kind of just, you know, stating how I, I feel about the issue or how I feel about the song or where I think it should go. And then, you know, checking that with the artist, getting a vibe for, you know, at almost every single time they'll be like, Oh yeah, let's try it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> And that's like that, that can sometimes be the first warning sign of uh, maybe this, this won't mm. pay off. But it's those times that I, I dig a little bit deeper and I try to make it sound that extra five or 10% better. <laughs> and, you know, 90% of the time it's like, Oh God, that sounds sick. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. do it. And then sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm not really feeling it. And it's like, all right, that's fine. And you just, you, you just, you know, I just, for mm. me, I just, I just leave it and I'll still, if someone's employed me to produce their song, I'm still going to voice like my opinion. They can shoot me down, mm. you know, a, a couple, 10 times if they want. It's, I'm not going to take it personally. It's, you know, we're two different individuals working towards a common goal to make th- this person's song great. So you know, as long as we get to a point where they're happy and I'm happy at the end, then that's fine. Yeah. So good. I mean, it's, it's your work too, at the end of the day, even though, as you mentioned, you are being like employed by them, but you, you want it to be the best it can be as well, which I think is important as the role of uh, the role of the producer, the mix engineer. Um, and it, when we we're making these songs, I don't think there was a bad idea that you had, but I think I've realized me as an artist, like I sort of like when people just have ideas that I don't have. And most of the time I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because my brain only goes so far with my songs. I can sort of like imagine what I want them to be, but getting there is quite hard. So it's really good having people like you who know stuff that I don't being like, let's do this or that. And I'm just like, cool. And then (laughs) I hear it and I'm like, yeah, that was great. That was great. So um, yeah, there was like, there wasn't a bad idea that I think we yeah. came across. Like there was no times where we sort of had to backtrack on something. Um, cause I've had that before. Like I've experienced experiences in the studio for me before there's been times where we've like totally, like we've taken a track. Um, I'm thinking of like some of my previous bands from a few years ago, you take a track in a certain direction and then you just like, it's just not working. It's not feeling right. I remember we, there was one particular track where we had to like, start all over again and we just completely stripped it back um but yeah i I think we're lucky in this instance where the songs sort of like felt right i think with these songs too i i I made sure that like songwriting wise and structure that it was all there before i before i sent them to you i'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist in that way i guess like i'd like to make sure that the songs are are ready like i've got like uh, like we went into the studio just recently a few weeks ago and there was like 30 songs we could have done but the, these two like made the cut like just um, because I was like, nah, they're like, <laughs> I was like happy to let them go and, and, and take them to that next level, which is scary. It's, it scares me a little bit. But like I said, going back to my point, it's, 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 I really appreciate working with people like you who are on the same wavelength. No, it's, it's is- great. And I mean, that, that mm. thing that we did, you know, two or three weeks ago 
is that exact thing that we're talking about. You know, you came to me and you were like, I've got this one song. It's this, it's rock, it's cool. And I'm like, yes, sweet man, let's Mm. do it. And we did it. And then you were like, I've got this other song. I'm just going to play my acoustic guitar. And Mm. we listened to the demo together. And then I was like, oh, we could maybe, what if we, let's Mm. do this. And, you know, we we kept exploring. And I don't know if you remember, but I definitely remember is like every every little bit of the way or not every little bit of the way, but every so often throughout the song, I'd kind of turn around and be like, are we, are we going the right way for you? Like it's (laughs) like definitely important in those to check that, you know, that is the right way for, for the the end of the day. It is, it is their song. And I always, I always definitely try and keep that in mind. hundred percent. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, That's a, that's, that, that was a new one that we're working on. And um, yeah, we, like you said, it was just meant to be like a little acoustic track. And I was like, oh, just like, probably just like, you know, that'll be it. Just like an acoustic guitar and a vocal or something. Um, but yeah, you, we just like kept exploring and exploring it. And it became super lush. And I like, love how it turned out. And it was interesting with each crazy thing that we saw, not that it's too, super crazy, but every like new adventurous thing that we kept adding. Um, that, that I was sort of like that crossroads where it's like, do I want to sort of keep it safe? But the other side of me, the other side of the argument in my brain was like, no, just do it. Like that, uh, that's the thing. Like I'm still sort of figuring out the sound myself. I'm like happy to take it, you know, whatever direction it goes. And in the end it sort of paid off. And sometimes those, those risks pay off in the studio when it comes to working on a song, even in the songwriting process, that's what I have to learn myself as well. Um, yeah. Just taking risks. Do you, do you do much some songwriting yourself? I've, I've tried to do a bit more recently because I mean, I wrote like really bad songs through high school and my SoundCloud was littered with shit um, yeah. <laughs> songs. And then when I left high school, I went to uni and studied audio engineering. So I kind of, mm. every time I sat down to work on music, it was from a, it was from a production or from an audio engineering perspective. Mm. And now that I'm sort of, have a much more grounded and advanced sort of understanding of all of that stuff. I've, I've sort of trying to, I guess, uh, reconnect myself with songwriting. So now I'll try and sit down at the moment for me, it's just once a week that I'll try and sit down and, and write a song or, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So good. Um, and I don't think we covered it before, but how did you get from uh, like your passion to, for music into audio engineering how yeah what what uh what took you that direction um so i like i said i was doing those guitar lessons in this guy's bedroom studio and i, I thought that was cool and then around a similar time my dad again got me a crack of ableton um and i had no idea what it was and dad's dad's thing was like you you dj with it like you you know you, you it's what the dj's use and i was like a okay <laughs> started trying dj with it and then i you know, like, delved into it a bit more i was like oh wait you can you can write songs here you can mm. make songs you can you can make beats you can, yeah um so i started teaching myself that and then um so i was like recording my own like bad songs um and then uh tom was playing in another band and they came to me and they said oh can you record this song for us? So I, I did that. Mm. We, um, we borrowed some guys like eight track mixer and, you know, recorded drums in our mate's house and did, did the guitars there and the vocals there. And um, yeah, that was like my first experience of 
of re- recording a song for someone and don't get me wrong the song was pretty bang average and my skills as a 16 17 year old producer were were bang average as well um <laughs> but uh that was that was one of the first times that i thought this is sick and i was also through high school i was also the nerd kid that was doing like the sound and lighting stuff up the back of the hall for a second <laughs> yeah. yeah i was doing yeah. that as yeah well. and then so um, I, I figured that i could you know study study that and wh- when i started uni i wanted to be like i wanted to be a live engineer i wanted to mix I wanted to work in a theater and mix like musicals or mix plays, mm. theater productions. And I've never, never mixed a live show ever. <laughs> <laughs> the studios at uni, I was like, whoa, this is way cooler than anything else. So I yeah. honed in and focused on that. And I started, I started interning here at the Grove when I was in trimester two of my degree. Um, that was in, that was in like August of 2018. Um, by December of 2018, I was assisting on my first sessions up here, um, which were like so much fun. Uh, all through 2019, I finished my second year of uni while I was assisting up here. And at the start of this year, I took on like the studio management role. And, um, you know, I'm here every day now, whether it be working on admin and business stuff for the studio, or whether it be working with artists that come in or artists that I bring in. So, yeah. Yeah, man. What a life. What a life. Um, it's, it's an exciting time and it's a cool journey to, to, to sort of see where you are now. And um, what I was going to ask there, because it was interesting as you're talking there about maybe like the live aspect is interesting. You wanted to become sort of like a live mix engineer. Um, and you're in an interesting position because you've sort of, uh, you're a studio rat in a way. You're, 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 in, you're in there, you're on the, on the computers um, every single day. But at the same time, you are doing stuff with Glide who have done live shows in the past and will surely do plenty of live shows in the future, I'm sure. Um, where, where do you feel more comfortable? The live, like the live show or, or you know, the, in the production world, in the studio? What's, what's that sort of like for you? Or do you like being able to do both? Um, I would I definitely like doing both. I'd say I'm more comfortable in a studio, but that's not necessarily a good thing because I, I still love playing live and I still you know doesn't matter where Tom and I are playing I still get nervous before we go on stage I still you know get nervous before I have to play that kind of tricky lead line or I have to you know um I I still get nervous but I still get that rush of adrenaline after a show like it's still so much fun and I love it um so yeah they're both they're really different things to me um I think I never especially when I'm in the studio, I'm never, I'm never thinking about, there's this thing that some bands do, like, especially like rock bands, they'll be like, we record drums, we record bass, we record the rhythm guitar, then the lead guitar. And then we'll add like another lead guitar part or a synth part. And they, every one of the band goes, gosh, how are we going to, how are we going to play it live? Oh, truth. <laughs> and I like, I, I personally, I just don't think about that ever. Yeah. When, when making a song and even when Tom and I, you know, are, are writing together or working on stuff together, I don't, I don't think about that at all. Mm. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like to like the stuff that we added that in, in, in these tracks in the two singles we did, which I mean, there isn't too much like crazy stuff in it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Um, it's, it's so interesting sort of hearing your, hearing your journey and your story. And, uh, 
where you are now, which is, I mean, you're literally like managing one of the biggest studios in Australia. Um, a lot of Australian artists would have heard of the growth studios. Um, number of big name artists have recorded there in recent times, Vera Blue, um, Last Dinosaurs, uh, Ocean Alley. I'm just rattling off the names here. <laughs> and you've certainly crossed paths um, with, 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 a, with a number of them, that's for sure. Um, but it's exciting hearing what you're doing. I mean, everything you're doing, the stuff with the glide, the production stuff. Um, and it's exciting. I'm certainly keen to work with you again in the future. You're certainly uh, up mate. there as one of, one of my number one collaborators. That's for sure. Stop it. You're mine. <laughs> Tom. That's it. Um, before we wrap up, um, plug, I was going to say plug yourself. You can plug yourself if you want. But go ahead and plug Glide. I mean, up to you. Do you want to plug yourself or Glide? Go for it. I'm going to be greedy and do both. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to plug myself. I was just going to reintroduce myself, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, don't Wait is out uh, tomorrow or, you know, Don't Wait has been out. You can stream It'll it. It'll be out now. The EP is probably out now. It's probably all out right now. <laughs> go stream them both. Go do TikTok dances to every song on the EP. Um you know, uh, come book at the Grove Studios, uh, at Glide Music, at Owen Butterworth, at the Grove Studios. Yeah. That's a plug. <laughs> that's it. And, and at, uh, at, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> to, to make that easy for you guys, make sure to have that uh, all everything linked in the description. That's where everything goes to find uh, stuff from the Grove, from Glide, from Owen myself atlas sizes it'll all be there once again mr owen butterworth thanks again for coming on the indie music diaries thanks for having me brother i appreciate such a great time no worries thanks for listening guys and uh we'll see you in the next episode